0: I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week.
1: Missed deadlines, delays, and projects that never see the light of day. These things are the bane of any marketer's existence, but they are the common obstacles that arise with any kind of project. The true challenge of marketing is much deeper than that.
2: The biggest challenge of marketing is to build brand awareness of your product or service in a way that resonates with customers to the point that they cannot live without your product. And it doesn't matter if you're selling to consumers or businesses, you need to utilize technology to be able to answer questions at all hours of the day and
1: night so that customers don't leave your site to head over to a competitor's. That's Jennifer Sabin, the Director of Content Marketing at Capacity, And it's her belief that to solve that big challenge, marketers need to be laser focused on two things, customer acquisition and retention. On this episode of Marketing Trends, Jennifer explains what she means, and she also details why an agile approach to marketing is the best way for marketers to keep up with demanding workflows. Enjoy this episode. This message is brought to you by Salesforce. Hey, marketers. Today's B2B buyers are more complex than ever, and every buying committee has different needs and goals. Salesforce can help. We'll show you how to put each and every customer at the center of your B2B marketing strategy, and you'll learn how top brands like Lyft approach account based marketing. Salesforce, market to every account, speak to every buyer. Find free B2B marketing and ABM resources at sfdc.co every dash buyer.
0: Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends. And today we are joined by special guest, Jennifer. How are you?
2: Great. How are you?
0: Oh, it's a wonderful day. And it's a great day to be chatting about marketing and all the cool stuff that you're doing in capacity and of course your background. So let's get into it. How'd you get started in marketing?
2: I was first introduced to the concept of marketing in high school when I enrolled in an intro to marketing class, and I really enjoyed it. So I decided to apply early decision to Washington University's Olin Business School, and I was accepted, and the rest is history. I've been marketing products and services using traditional and digital marketing strategies for over 15 years.
0: Dang, intro to marketing that early. That's lucky you. That's. that's Yeah, it was. It was a
2: very neat opportunity that the high school provided.
0: That's rad. I wish my high school did that. Um, I remember I've I've talked about this on the show a long time ago. But so I my 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 good buddy um, from from college actually teaches marketing now. And uh, and I remember going through our our textbook. This is like a year ago, and going back back through the textbook and like rereading it. And it's just so wild. Just like how many things, you know, pre, pre-Facebook, pre uh obviously things like, you know, Snapchat and TikTok and all those sort of things, but just the internet is so different. Uh, it's just a it's a crazy thing to uh to go back and look at, even just, you know, I mean, 15 years ago is a different world.
2: Definitely. I was gonna say it's a totally different world and If you don't keep up, you can turn into a dinosaur pretty quickly.
0: So flash forward to today, uh, tell us a little bit about Capacity and your role.
2: Yeah. So Capacity is a new kind of help desk powered by AI that provides support automation for customers and employees. And at Capacity, I'm the director of content marketing. So my job is to lead The content team which is an extremely talented team responsible for inbound customer acquisition through the creation of innovative content but as you know when you're at a startup you do a little bit more than just what you're starting out to do so as a marketing leader at a startup my role goes well beyond just content marketing so while content production is always in motion Right now, we're focusing on virtual events and opportunities to get in front of the right audience to demo our product. So with AI and automation, seeing is believing. So it can be way easier to understand what capacity is and how it works by watching a demo rather than by reading about it in a blog. So my team's always ready to pivot and do what it takes to build brand awareness and opportunities. And that's why we've adopted an agile approach to marketing.
0: Yeah, totally. It is, you know, AI is such a buzzword uh right now for, with good reason, right? I mean, it's it's changing how we think about everything. Um and we'll get into AI here in a little bit, but what are what are some of the the challenges that that you see people are facing uh right now? Like how is, you know, this this marketing, you know, different for, for B2C, for B B2, to for B2B audiences?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So No matter who you're marketing to, your main focus should always be customer acquisition and retention. And the biggest challenge of marketing is to build brand awareness of your product or service in a way that resonates with customers to the point that they cannot live without your product. And it doesn't matter if you're selling to consumers or businesses, you need to utilize technology to be able to answer questions at all hours of the day and night. So that customers do, don't leave your site to head over to a competitor's site who has this information readily available. So we just think it's so important to implement AI and automation, and it's one of the easiest ways to create customer satisfaction and increase customer loyalty and retention.
0: Yeah, it's a good point about things, you know, night or day. I mean, I I uh, I spent last night. I was I was up late doing a bunch of, uh, of like looking at vendors and stuff like that for, for something that we're looking to buy. And yeah, I feel like that's the time when I do most of my vendor research is like around like 11 at night, midnight, just because it's kind of like the quiet time. There's no distractions. You just get to kind of sit there and kind of grind on that stuff. And it's funny because the, the folks that, you know, that pushed me towards like meetings the next day. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good that at least I could have a meeting tomorrow. But I was like, man, I'm not going to be in the mindset tomorrow to deal with this. Like during my work day. I want to I want to talk about it now, you know?
2: Definitely. Yeah. So that's why it's it's just important to meet your customers where they're at, when they're searching for the knowledge that they need.
0: Totally. So and and how are you seeing um, folks, uh, folks doing that in, in, in the best ways?
2: Yeah. So with capacity, what's really exciting is that we are customer facing and we are employee facing. So employees need this wonderful information at their fingertips just as much as customers do. So if you're a new employee, especially getting onboarded in a time of a pandemic where you're not in the office, it's just so important to be able to get information at your fingertips to get up to speed and if, you know if even six months down the road or six years down the road there's things that you do so seldom that you have to ask somebody where is this located or how do i do um, this process and what's nice is if it's a repetitive process that happens from time to time capacity can automate that if it's something that just needs documentation capacity can populate that information so from an employee standpoint there's just a lot of benefits from a customer standpoint again Customers are looking for information when sometimes when your company isn't open and isn't available. So just having that information and that knowledge base readily available via chat makes it just very conversational and very streamlined to get the information that you need.
0: What is an agile marketing team? Um, what, what does that mean?
2: Yeah. So an agile marketing team is a team that is just willing and able to pivot on a moment's notice and make decisions quickly to keep up with you know the, the company strategy and the demands of external forces. So there are just so many benefits to leading an agile marketing team, which really became apparent during COVID-19. So one benefit is planning and prioritization. So here at Capacity, we use JIRA, and we work in two-week sprints. So JIRA is a project management tool. If you're not familiar, a lot of engineers use it. And a sprint is just a period of time. So we we chose two weeks to align with the engineering team, but other companies might say a month is the perfect amount of time to see our project through. So you you kind of choose your sprint that aligns with your internal teams. And at the beginning of each sprint, team members can see what's expected of them, what their deadlines are, and then they can plan their work accordingly to to manage their own workload. And that, of course, leads to very happy employees. So they know what's expected of them. You know, nobody's down their throat checking in on them. You can just, you know, give them the tools that they need and let them manage their own life. Another benefit is transparency. So every project is laid out on a Kanban board. So if you've seen those boards that say in to-do, in-progress, in review, done. So that's a Kanban board. And as a manager, I can see the project and all the roadblocks that they might be facing. And I can see that all in real time. So if someone on another team has requested a project, they can watch the ticket and they can also see in real time what's going on. So they don't have to interrupt somebody's workflow to get the status. So of course this leads to very happy managers because you know where every project is at any given moment Um, Another benefit is collaboration. So it's important to make sure everyone's rowing in the same direction on a team and within a company. And it's important to have a sprint kickoff meeting and then status meetings. Status updates are very critical to the success of an agile marketing team. So here at Capacity, we, we really ask ourselves three questions of ourselves and our team. So what I accomplished yesterday, what I plan to accomplish today and what I need help with. And then of course, my favorite benefit is that every time a ticket crosses the finish line and gets into the done column, we can celebrate that success.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, So, and I've never, I've never kind of worked in in that way. I've, I've, uh, I've tried to do sprints and things in the past uh, to, to mix results. How does that, like, how does your team feel about uh, like that type of, that type of, 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 of format and and flow and everything.
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. So when I started at Capacity, we had um a marketing team already in place and they were using different tools but not one standard tool so that they knew what they were working on, but really from a manager's perspective, I couldn't see the global picture of everything that we were supposed to be accomplishing within a given period of time. So I had used Jira in my past work situation, so I figured as long as capacity was already using it with other departments, we should try to adopt it. And um, we already had the license. It seemed like a pretty easy implementation, but of course, I had to get buy-in from the team. So I met with each team member. I explained it. I showed them how to use it. It's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. But I wanted everyone to know that the main goal was that I I didn't want to ping them on Slack every second. I didn't want to interrupt their workflow. I just wanted Everyone to know what was expected of them, because I think people feel good when they know what's expected and then they can meet or exceed their goal. That's a feel-good moment. So I wanted everyone to know where we stood. And then I just wanted them to know that I would be asking less of them throughout the day, which is a huge thing when you're working with individual contributors that are graphic designers and writers, especially. like They don't want to be interrupted once they get in their groove and they're in their flow state.
0: You know content is is very much kind of like art and science. Um, do you find that like you have to find a balance when with with agile that um, there's like potentially a little bit too much of like speed and and things like that, or, or do you kind of find a good flow?
2: Yeah, that's a really great question. So, in a startup, you got to move fast, much faster than you would in an established company. So everybody knows that, you know, we hire the best and the most wonderful talent that we, that we can find and they truly are amazing, but they know that if they're going to spend time to give, to make it a 10 out of 10 and they're, you know, what they would consider a 10 out of 10, that might be spending too much time, like a seven out of 10, the rest of the world would think is a 15 out of 10. So once we got that concept figured out, I think it, once we got there, which of course it's hard to tell an artist that you don't need to work to get a 10 because we still think your seven is perfect. Um, but once you get through to them, then Agile's works really well.
0: Yeah. I, um, I would struggle with that. I think it's like, it's so good in some ways. And then you just really do want to make the 10 though. Gosh, I know, I know what is it? Uh, good is the enemy of great, or great is the enemy of good. And <laughs> for this sort of stuff, but, um, gosh, there is something about making making something, uh, you know, truly great. Well, you know, I, the, the question is, is that final little bit, is that the stuff that actually sets it apart from making something great? Or is it stuff that it really is just, you know, your team kind of getting in their head too much and tweaking something that's already already been, uh, that doesn't, you know, is, is really just like good enough?
2: Yeah. So but that's something that we struggle with as well. But what we've noticed is, Um, our content, if you've taken a look at our blog at our resource library, it's really top-notch and all of the artwork on our website that goes along with it. So we think we're kind of in our, we've hit our stride and we're in a groove and we, we do, you know, peer editing. So you don't just create something and plop it up on the website. Of course, it's been reviewed and looked at by multiple sets of eyes. And I would say it's all, um, very top-notch.
0: Any so are there any downsides uh, to agile or, or things that like you know you you could you look at tweaking or 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 whatever?
2: So I don't find there to be any downside, but I think it is hard to get team buy-in sometimes. So thank goodness my team was pretty quick to get on board and there was really no issue at all. But I know that you know in an established organization that has been around for years, if you swoop in and want to change everything. The minute you, you know you're you're in a role of leadership it, it can be an uphill battle so I think um, talking through it talking through the positives I mean the main positive is you as a leader want to set your team members up for success that is the most important thing because if they succeed then everybody succeeds the company succeeds and really agile marketing sets people up for success because you can see each project that has to get done you can you can see it you know, move through the process to the finish line. and it's just you feel like you've really accomplished something, and once it's posted to the website or once that one pager is printed off, you really um, have a sense of accomplishment.
0: yeah, that's awesome. That is one of the things I think as marketers we we get in the like endless campaign cycle sometimes. and so it is nice to have things that have like a a start, finish, and end uh, uh, to get that sense of accomplishment.
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Kind of switching gears to um, some of the things that, that you've seen uh, you know, with, with capacity, with some of the companies that you're working with, what are some of the, the customers that, that you're talking to are innovating and, and trying to figure out you know, new ways to uh, not just customer service, but, but really these conversations, um, this help desk that really can, can be next level?
2: Yeah, so Capacity's mission is to help teams do their best work, and the core problem that we solve is that teams are inundated with too many emails, too many phone calls, shoulder taps, and tickets, and we believe that AI will drive the next generation of self-service. So we're experiencing a lot of traction right now in financial services, education, specifically higher education, and healthcare. And we're always looking for new ways to get in front of our target audience and to introduce them to our brand. Typically, once customers see a demo, they're blown away with the technology and really what the future holds.
0: I guess taking a step back, like what, what was, what's wrong about the help desk? Because it seems like the way that support is done right now is just super all over the place for a lot of companies. Um, you know there's just not there's just not quick enough response times. There's not quick enough uh, you know, context to be had. There's not the right answers. There's you know, talk to a robot. there's am I talking to a robot? all that sort of stuff.
2: yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, the first thing is you need to have clean knowledge. You have to have a centralized knowledge base with answers that are you know universally apply that can be pulled into the conversation. And if the chatbot doesn't know the answer and if it's just not in the knowledge base, you've gotta have a system to elevate that question and bubble it up to the top so it can become either a ticket or a live chat. And that's one of the things that Capacity offers. So if Capacity doesn't know an answer, which is really the minority of the time, across all industries, we answer over 84% of all inquiries without human involvement. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing when you think about it, but if capacity doesn't know the answer, you'll either have a ticket created, depending on if it's you know the middle of the night or if you have an agent available, then it would go to a live chat. And once that answer is populated, it would go directly, of course, to the person that asked it, but then it would be inputted back into the knowledge base. So that's where AI comes in. The the bot's just always learning and growing and getting stronger.
0: Let's talk developing content. What do you think makes a successful content marketing strategy?
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, you need to know your audience. So not every piece of content will resonate with every potential buyer, but every piece of content should resonate with a customer segment. So we make sure... To create content for different phases of the customer journey and for different segments within our ideal customer profile.
0: Yeah, and so like wh- how do you, what what makes something um, you know successful in your end? What are some of the ways that you're you're measuring or looking at engagement?
2: Yeah. So we measure engagement through, we use Salesforce and Google Analytics to basically track everything we do we, with you know UTM parameters. It's very easy to track engagement with your content. And we're always optimizing content. We're going through and figuring out which pages people are landing on and spending time with. And we're wanting to present the best information we can on those pages. And then we're always looking at What searches are people um, Googling and what key phrases are they looking for? And we want to meet customers where they are in the process. So if they're looking for, you know, asking certain questions to Google, we want to be there and present ourselves at that stage that they're at with the right content.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so, so much of, uh, so much of content is, is so difficult to determine the depth of engagement, um, you know, how folks you know, take action, all of that. Do you think about the different types of content that you're creating uh, as it relates to like how the user would actually use it? How the, how the person, you know, would uh, this is something that they might, you know, bookmark and come back to later. This is something that uh, is more like edutainment type thing. Like how do you think about the different types?
2: Yeah. So there certainly are a bunch of different types of content, like between blogs and eBooks and webinars, demos, events, just the website in general. Our goal is to create content that resonates with each of these segments. The goal is to get them to understand the importance of adopting AI and automation to move their business forward. And that's whatever step they're at in the journey our goal is just to move them forward throughout the process, so one strategy to get started is to know your customer. And we've been working on um, always updating our customer journey maps for each persona. So that is something very critical. If you don't know who you're targeting and you don't you know, know them about the, the ins and outs of what they're looking for, then it's going to be hard to present the right information at the right time to the right people. So we also, like I said, do keyword research. We know what our customers within each persona are searching for and looking for. And our goal is to connect also with the sales team because they are the first line of defense. So once somebody sees our content and requests a the demo, they're going to talk to somebody on the sales team. And we want to make sure from the sales team that our content is coming across the, in, in the such a way that the right people are calling in and, and getting a demo. And if they're not, then that's a content problem because these are people that are coming in through organic search on the web. So I think it's very important to close that loop and be very work very closely with the sales department to hear the feedback firsthand.
0: How should marketers be thinking about and utilizing AI?
2: Well, capacity helps marketing teams with tier zero support, lead generation, and actionable data. And... Marketers should make sure that their website has a chat bot that offers tier zero support. And if you're unfamiliar, tier zero support means that you don't, it's not a live agent, it's just a way to quickly get the information you need. And at a minimum, it's basically to collect somebody's name and get routed to the right sales rep and get put into the sales or marketing automation platform. So, just automating all that is so important because the, your website is the front door of your company. And we actually have a credit union client who always tells us we would never let someone come into our branch without being greeted or helped. So they use capacity to ensure that website visitors get that exact same treatment. And when you think about it, it's so true. You're, especially if you don't even have a brick and mortar store, the website is your presence. So you need to make sure that you're helping everybody that could be a potential customer or cor- current customer get what they need.
0: How do you think about, you know, your, your client's data uh, and, and data in regards to your content decisions? Because one of the things, things, you know, we always talk about kind of the, the, the adage, like kind of fight where you can win, like use, use the things that you have that's proprietary to help create your content. And you have a bunch of that stuff in, uh, in, in the product.
2: Yeah. So we are a very data-driven company and data is behind every decision we make. And we're constantly, like I said, looking in Google Analytics and Salesforce dashboards to see how our potential customers are engaging with our content and funneling through the entire sales process. So based on the data, we can pivot quickly. We can shift marketing funds to campaigns that are performing better than others. And we can optimize our marketing spend to maximize return on investment.
0: And do you 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 work closely with like the data team, or do you have folks on your team that manage that, or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so we do. We have a revenue operations team, and they're wonderful. And we work very closely with that team. So we have a marketo um, manager. We have somebody that is um, a Salesforce admin, and it's. They're just wonderful at putting together dashboards for the marketing team and getting us all the info we need. And then we can log in and and take a look up to the minute on how our our marketing efforts are tracking.
0: How do you think about uh, uh, creating like a, a seamless customer experience?
2: So we believe that the customer should always have a seamless experience no matter how they find us. So you could be introduced to capacity through a Google search, through a webinar, an event an ebook maybe is the first the first way that you've ever been introduced to capacity but no matter how you were introduced to us we want to make sure that our messaging and our brand is standardized across all platforms we also know that customers want information at their fingertips so customers can connect with the capacity bot on our website like i said they can get their information day or night they can get it on holidays when the rest of the world is off so from the demo request, to the sales process, to the interaction with our customer success team, we just work really hard to make sure our customers have a seamless and a positive experience.
0: Do you have any favorite campaigns that you've, uh, you've ran over the years?
2: So we teamed up with HR.com to give away our COVID bot in March 2020. And companies could leverage our bot to get instant access to news updates and best practices regarding COVID precautions. So we were able to mine data from the CDC and the World Health Organization to provide up-to-the-date information to employees. And it was a feel-good project, just knowing that our product was helping companies navigate this extremely challenging time.
0: Yeah. So what what goes into creating a, a campaign like that? Because that's that's pretty uh that's pretty rad.
2: Yeah. So we this again was definitely something that can be attributed to agile. Um marketing and agile management in general. So we pivoted quickly. Obviously, the whole world had to when one day we were in the office and the next day we were all home. So we realized that there was a need for just getting information that was um, accurate and informative to the public about just anything and everything with symptoms and face mask and how, how do you know if you've been exposed, like what's the protocol? And there was a lot of information out there that it was hard to sift through to know what was right and what was wrong so that's again why we mined the data from the cdc and the world health organization and by teaming up with hr.com we got in front of a larger audience but again that's definitely the benefit of being small and agile
0: Yeah. so does that is that like everybody on the team is is thinking about you know those type of those type of things cuz like a, a partnership like that would is potentially you know a very different type of experience than uh, you know, a different type of campaign.
2: Definitely. It was it was definitely a a very needed campaign that came about because of this uncertain and challenging time that we were facing. But we definitely had to pull resources and get it all together very quickly. And it was a, a heroic effort on, on a lot of the engineers team. And it was just a really a feel-good project.
0: You have a bunch of great customer testimonials and different sort of things uh, on the website. Um, How do you think about telling customer stories and and, and doing testimonials and all that?
2: Well, when we think about storytelling, we want to make sure our customer comes across as the hero that they are. And we want to focus on the needs and wants of our customers and make sure that their entire journey is captured so that other companies experiencing similar pain points can relate and understand how capacity has helped a company experiencing similar situations, grow using AI and automation. So when we choose customers to feature, it's important for us that we choose customers across a variety of industries so that potential customers can easily see that they're not alone with the issues and struggles that they are facing. And then they can see that there's a solution that has helped others that are in the same industry.
0: So what's next for capacity?
2: Well, capacity is changing the future of work. And we want companies to know the importance of automating your help desk, automating your processes, and automating your decisions in order to grow exponentially and meet the needs and demands of your customers.
0: Is there any, you know, from from uh, from a bunch of the the different campaigns and things that you've been running over the past year and kind of like looking forward to uh, to twenty twenty one and beyond? Uh, any things that you're excited about or any any types of campaigns uh, or sprints that you want to do, experiments that you want to run?
2: Yeah. So right now we're getting excited about testing marketing testimonial videos. So we we have a lot of great stories on the website, but we want to bring it to life and do some videos. So that's something that will be happening soon. And We just have a lot of fun ideas that we just have to kind of work into the sprint schedule based on goals that we have as a company.
0: Let's get into our lightning round. These questions are fast and easy. Just like marketing with Salesforce, you can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM. That is Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more. We love Salesforce. They've been with us since the first episode of Marketing Trends. Go to Salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more lightning round questions. Jennifer, are you ready? I am. Number one, what is the best thing to do in St. Louis on a day off?
2: Well, I think the best thing to do would be to play tennis. I enjoy playing tennis with my my family, and it's a whole lot of fun, especially during COVID. It's a safe activity.
0: You know, I've been hearing tennis a lot, a lot recently. I might need to pick up the old racket people a lot of people doing tennis this is very socially distanced activity I suppose
2: yeah it's like the perfect activity for a time like now
0: do you have a, a favorite podcast or tv show or book that you've been checking out recently
2: um I my husband and I watched every episode of Shit's Creek over the pandemic and and we really enjoyed it it was it was great
0: if you weren't in marketing what do you think you'd be doing
2: probably HR
0: I mean I guess that makes sense for for what you all are doing if you could have one guest on a podcast or to interview in general, who would it be?
2: Um, I would probably bring our CEO, David Karandish on, because he has so much insight into the future of work and digital transformation, and he's very inspiring to listen to.
0: Oh, I think that's cheating. Uh, I need somebody else. I'd,
2: okay.
0: Somebody we need, at a minimum- <laughs> what do we need? At a minimum- we need somebody, somebody from the celebrity ecosystem, the stratosphere. Who do you want? How oh, fi- about fictional character? That's even better. Fictional character.
2: I would bring on Daniel Levy from Schitt's Creek.
0: There you go. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Um, what's your best advice for a f- first-time director of content marketing?
2: Yeah. So my best advice would be number one, to get your team on board with an agile approach to marketing. I think it would be extremely beneficial. And number two, to create relationships with um, other departments within your organization, because marketing spans across the whole organization. So you need to know your You know, you need to have allies on the sales team, the partnerships team, the customer success team, the product team, and more. So get to know as many people as you can because it really helps to move projects along.
0: What question do you never get asked that you wish you were asked more often?
2: How do you stay motivated?
0: How do you stay motivated?
2: Well, I think having clearly defined goals is very important. So the entire team knows what's expected of them. And also... Being able to look at dashboards to track progress towards goals is very motivating for me. And the most motivating thing is being surrounded by positive and talented people who believe in each other's ability to meet and exceed goals. And that's really why I show up to work each day.
0: Jennifer, that's it. That's all we got for today. Uh, Any final thoughts? Anything to plug?
2: So if your company isn't automating repetitive tasks and processes, it's definitely something that you should explore and check us out at capacity.com.
0: Awesome, thanks again for joining and, uh, and take care.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce. We bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing.